This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning, my friends. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome to Wednesday. It's AOM Radio, and we're going to start out doing four things. Oh, check out this nice piece of work here. He's got a hat on. It's AOM merch. It's going to match my icy whites, and uh, I will be fresh. Okay, no one listening knows what you're talking about. You have a hat on from Anatomy of Marriage's website. Sorry, that's right. We got some merch, and icy whites is... Uh, my, my Nike AF ones, Air Force ones. Okay, okay. Sorry. You don't know how radio works. Not give the. Any we more love you. Thank you for joining us. Our show is brought to you by the Anatomy of Marriage app, a couples counseling app that's fast, fun, and never boring. It's mm-hmm. the app that we wish we had had for our marriage all of our lives. So we made it. Go to anatomyofmarriage.com to get the Anatomy of Marriage app. And if you are joining us for the first time, we go live on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Every day of the week, Monday through Frizz Night Day, and we talk about <laughs> marriage stuff in real life. You just Good had morning, a wonderful uh, radio voice. That was really nice. Thank you. What's up, Jenny? What's up, T? What's up, Kenan? So every day we do do four things. Mm-hmm. We do our prayer, our intention, our gratitude, and mm-hmm. then we talk about our conversation of the day from our app. Uh, and we encourage you to do these things with your spouse. Pray. Right. If you're not married, pray <clears throat> for yourself, with yourself. Talk about intentions, mm-hmm. do gratitudes and all that. So why don't you... Yeah. Take it away in prayer. This stuff works. All right. Thank you, God, creator, for your blessings. Thank you for all that you have given us and all that you have provided. Thank you for the show. I pray that it is helpful to people, singles, couples, whoever is listening, and is also helpful to us, God. Thank you so much for all of your blessings. Amen. Amen. Why all is right. this leaning? Yeah, I don't know. We got a we got a redo of uh stuff. All right. So mm-hmm. but as Melanie did mention, uh we got a sweet new merch store on our website where we can get hats. T-shirts, hoodies, and other stuff. Uh, beanies, tea. If you got your beanie, uh, shout out. Hope the quality is good. If it's not, let me know. Right. And we'll go from there. For some reason, two of the things shipped out to one of our best friends sucked. So if you got yeah. something from our website and you got merch and it's not good, let us know. Let us it's know. It's not our and fault. I will. At, well, I will absolutely take care of it. I'm responsible for it. So. Hashtag extreme ownership. That's right. Right. Okay, let's dive into this question. This is a good question. No, we haven't done our pigs. Oh, intentions. Geez. I'm so sorry. So intentions. So An intention that we encourage you to do with your partner is to talk about mm-hmm. your behavioral goals for your marriage. That's what intention stands for in mm-hmm. this context. So how do you intend to act in your marriage today that's going to bring your marriage goodness and joy and love and all of that? Why don't you go first while I fix the camera? Darn it. I went first yesterday and I wanted you to go first. So, okay, my intention is to be present. And what does that mean, Seth? Everybody's talking about intention and presence. It's literally for me to live in spirit and not ego. And when I am in spirit, then guess what? I literally connect with Melanie. I'm present with her. I listen to what she says. I'm not just trying to uh, figure stuff out. So I am intending to be present and in spirit with you today. That's a great intention. And I will say that when you are in pre- what when you are intentional and in spirit and present in that way mm-hmm. you are much more attractive mm. you are unattractive and very baby like when you're not in right. in presence i'm right. not trying to throw shade but 
It's hey. it's like I have to be a mom. And we actually Nobody wants to have sex with a super needy baby. That's person. right. And so when in the women's group, actually in the Anatomy of Marriage Facebook women's group, mm-hmm. we talked about this where uh, and Great. you it, talked about me? No, I, it, a listener brought it up and was mm-hmm. like from our conversation the other day and she was like, "You know, it, it's I just want to say this and maybe it's being mean, I don't know, but she's like sometimes the way that Seth will project it almost comes across like you have to be his mom to make mm. him happy, which I've said to you a thousand times mm-hmm. in a bitter, anger, jealous rage. Mm. Not jealous, but... <laughs> uh, but uh, And it's really true. When right. you're in spirit, you become... And I've said this before on the show. You become like the... Um, like Hercules. Like you become... Mm. This sort of, and don't get mad at me. I'm not like weird. You become like a god man. <laughs> like you mm. become what a, the a image. Deity. You're a deity. Like like uh, like David. I don't know who David is. The He's statue of David, kid. like Michelangelo. <laughs> uh, but it, it's very attractive. You become mm-hmm. it like your strength, your ability to just be okay. Like right. I could have said, "Oh yeah, kids are being loud." And if you're in spirit, you mm-hmm. don't get mad about that. You're just like, "That's fine." Right. No big deal. Right. So that is... No BD. So... NBD. <laughs> when, when, I, when I talk about being in spirit, it, it's, it's literally talking about out of ego, right? Our ego gets butthurt. We're sad. We're offended. We're all this stuff. We're selfish. We're self-centered, right? So when I talk about being in spirit, it's, hey, let's be present mm-hmm. and kind of in touch with yourself, right? And that translates to other people as attractive. It's like, well, I'm reading, I think I'm, I, I, can't re- I can't remember the name of the book I'm reading right now. It's Super Tractor by Gabby Bernstein. Uh-huh. She's got several. I don't even know which one I'm reading, but I'm reading it. And it's like, you attract that, right? Yeah. Like, you've seen a person, a, a, a coach, a mentor, a speaker, a teacher, a coworker who just like carries themselves like, yeah. That, right. That, that, that puts out an energy that's right. like... I want to be around that. Right. And it doesn't mean you're sexually attracted to them or, you know, Oh, no, anything it's just else. an energy it's, that's... It's like, whoa, right? they got this together, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, the, and trust me, that totally translates into, uh, into the marital relationship as, yeah, it's attractive. I want some of that kind of thing. I want some of that. <laughs> yeah, that's how it, it translates, right. you guys, just in case you didn't know. Um, so, yes, I'm glad that your intention is to be more present and in spirit because it is... It's great mm. on all like for parenting, for family, for intimacy, all of that. It's yes, much better. Yes, it is. I was going to say something, but I don't can, say I it. Can skip over that. Uh, s- Hold on. Somebody says o- <gasps> OMG didn't know there was an yes. AOM women's group. Yes, on there is. Facebook, mm-hmm. you can go to Facebook and go to Anatomy of Marriage, and there's a women's page, mm-hmm. and there's hundreds of ladies in right. there. And there's and we also talk hold all on. The there's time. there's also a men's group, and the men and women. We don't know. I don't. We don't look at the, each other's women's group, business. So it is confidential. So uh, join the men's group. Join the women's group. Somebody says, uh, Jesse says, guilty. Sometimes I am very forgetful and just don't take ownership to remember things and act for myself mm. and am reminded a lot by my wife and she feels like the mom figure for me also. So right. I'll say it again. Dudes, guys, men, husbands, your woman doesn't want to have sex with you if you're acting like a boy. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that to myself, Right. I don't want to act. I don't want to like be with you, sexual or otherwise. If you're like a needy little girl, like a child that is yeah. looking to me to fix everything, right? I'm like, uh, be strong. Like, come on, let's right. let's let's that that is attractive. That's mm-hmm. a as Emily Nagoski would talk about. Mm-hmm. That is a mega accelerator. Confidence is an accelerator, and confidence doesn't mean like you're 
brazen and bold and right. you come in there and like yell at people. I think we get confidence confused with stuff because in media, mm-hmm, confidence mm-hmm. is portrayed really weirdly. Like mm-hmm. like uh, the devil wears Prada vibes. Like you're confident, you stomp on people with your high heels. I don't know. Uh, but that's not what we mean. It's a really good hardcore band also. Is, <laughs> confidence is very attractive. And so I want you to think about like what mm-hmm. Seth is saying. The more that, well, the more that Seth is in spirit, the more attractive I am, attractive he becomes to me, the more attracted I am to him. And uh, so it's important to stay there and to do what that. I thought at? I saw a deer. Oh. So my intention, we haven't even gotten past intentions. Okay. My intention is to continue to be present uh, in our home in a way. Like last mm-hmm. night I made supper, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, to, like, I, I don't know if that makes sense to you, but mm-hmm. my presence in our home my intention with getting it clean, making the ha- making the kids happy, or not making them happy, but like helping them stay mm-hmm, at peace, mm-hmm. and then getting them to bed peacefully, like all of those things mean... Th- okay, when I do those things intentionally, mm-hmm. it sets up our evening to be better. It sets right. up our morning to be better. And that is my intention, uh-huh. although it doesn't sound like it's directed to our relationship. Oh, are you it kidding? Is. It absolutely is, because now that I'm really thinking about it, so usually, uh, literally for... I would say for the past five years, yeah. I've been the one who mainly makes dinner, mm-hmm. right? Like goes grocery shopping, plans it out. And well, I shop too, but well, yeah, you shop, but like you don't get like dinner stuff, like mm-hmm. meats or veggies and stuff like that. And literally for five, probably more than that, I've been doing that, mm-hmm. right? And sure, it's fine, it works and everything, but sometimes that pushes other stuff out, right? Right. And because I get home later, you know, I can't do prep and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But you did it last night. We got uh, emails, which if you haven't, <clears throat> haven't heard of emails, go check it out. They're not a sponsor. It's We've done it before. We started doing it again. And it's meal planning, right? Mm-hmm. And it makes really delicious foods. Mm-hmm. And it's just grocery lists and you cook it yourself, right? So you did that. And I'm transitioning into some uh, a gratitude. Mm-hmm. I'm really thankful that you did that because... It literally does kind of make, not kind of, it makes things go. It, it's like it, the 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 cogs fall into place, right, you know? And right. it's not like, oh, goodness, what's the plan? We got to make this work and make this work. It's, no, you pick up something new here mm-hmm. and and the, the kids are happy. Right. You made a great dinner. Uh, it, I don't know, the evening flowed differently. Right. Like, I even got to do my second workout. Mm-hmm. And we went to the hot tub last we night, too. We went hot tubbing. Well, you didn't because you didn't want to. But um, the kids did. And we all sat down there. Well, I went down out, there with you. And right. And then out. I came back and we read and we had time together, mm-hmm. you know. And it, it, it seemingly just worked way better. Mm-hmm. Right. And oh. that was a good thing. So I am appreciative of that. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, my gratitude is the you did... Like cold dip society, hot tub, whatever you call it. Like we have our cold oh. dip bucket thing. We have a 100-gallon feeding trough that Seth fills with cold water mm-hmm. from our hose and our well. Mm-hmm. And the, and he set it right next to the hot tub. So the kids were all in the hot tub. They jammed out in the cold dip and screamed and laughed mm-hmm. and thought it was the funniest thing. And then they got back in the hot tub. And it's just such a fun thing to see. Yeah. Like I tried to take pictures of it, but I wasn't, it wasn't like set up. It looked really – the picture didn't look good. Yeah, so, uh, but So thank you for doing those things mm-hmm. with the kids and being silly in that way. They love it. Like, it's, it's they fun. love it. So yeah, it's, it's fun to make fun of stuff. Uh, Jesse says, and I have been listening to Order of Man podcast. Yay! Thumbs up. Thanks, Seth. High five. You're absolutely welcome. That is literally – Podcasts like that are part of my daily right. commute, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of on the weekend. I'm like, oh, I'm not driving. I don't list, get to listen to a podcast. So mm-hmm. that is good. That's um, awesome. Daily dose of stuff. So let's get into this question. I have a little piece to read after you read the question that oh. will pertain to this conversation. All right. You might have to help me read this. 
Um, my husband and I were both raised evangelical and are currently on a journey of deconstructing and exploring our faiths. His mother-in-law lives, wait, his mother lives 15 minutes away. So naturally he has more communication with her about day-to-day stuff. For context, they are Brazilian and he was raised by her. So there's a bit of a Latin mom-son relationship stereotype at play here. They are fairly close, but have a very loud relationship where they occasionally fight terribly about something and then everything is back to normal. Essentially, she will nag him about something and the only way she leaves him alone is when he gets upset, raises his voice and kind of word vomits and swears up and down. I don't like this for a variety of obvious reasons, but also because that's how he deals with our problems too. That's Mm -hmm. another email though. Mm -hmm. So he has recently started sharing with his mom his frustrations with the church, and now he's exploring things like Buddhism and other faith expressions. I personally am not going down that route, but I support his journey. His mother does not approve, and she is a very strong and extremely well-meaning Christian. She usually lectures him until he shuts her down as described above with yelling and such. He says, she says things like he's lost his salvation. Jesus is coming back and we will get left behind because we don't go to church and aren't active in our faith. God will curse our marriage, health, finances, if we walk away, etc. All of which are terrible ways to convince people you convince people you love to believe what you believe. No matter how well-meaning this no matter how well-meaning, this is one of the main reasons that I don't want to talk to her about my own deconstruction of faith and lack of desire to go to church right now. Unfortunately, my mother-in-law has recently begun lecturing me about my husband's faith choices and is telling me that I need to step up and make us go to church. I feel pull what I politely shared with my mother-in-law that I support his faith journey and I don't feel the need to force his hand on going to church, mostly because I don't want to go either. I feel like I was ambushed because she knows she can get, she can't get through to him. So she's tried to get through to him through me because I obviously won't react as strongly or negatively as he does. So what do we do? My husband would like to maintain a more open relationship with his mom, but I don't think it's good for either of our mental health at this point in or point, particularly mine. Should he put up a boundary around discussion of religion if she isn't willing to listen to his journey without condemning? Is there a polite way for him to ask that I am left out of it? Is it appropriate for me to be more firm in my stance of supporting my husband and shutting down the religious slash husband bashing convo? He's very defensive of me, so I know he feels bad and a bit helpless when she tries to manipulate manipulate him by using me. Thank Mm. you so much. So, obviously, there are a lot of things tied up into this, and the first one that jumped out to me was... (laughs) Cannon wrote, need some boundaries up in this mug. Uh, yeah, big time. <laughs> but the first thing that jumped out to me was the fact uh, of the um, the cross cultural issues, right? right? Yeah, uh, Brazilian culture, um, uh, or, or not, not so much Brazilian culture, um, but non-dominant white culture right. is mostly individualistic, mm-hmm. right? And other minority cultures, South American cultures, other other cultures like that are more collective, right? Uh-huh. So that I want to definitely honor. That, Let's just that say piece. for a minute what that means. So in right. collectivist cultures, it's a group mentality. Like you do things for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's the group. You're always together. There's there's a, not a, a lot a of we us kind of thing, right? right? Yeah. And in individualistic cultures, it's more of a I me mine, right? Kind of thing, right? Your family, yeah. Well, <laughs> part of it. And so that is a thing. And this definitely, we talk about family of origin all the time. It comes up in when two people, you know, if I was more individ- individualistic and she was more collectivist, then she's going to not have an issue with going to family parties all the time, right? right? And me, I'm just like, oh, I'm doing my own thing. You guys are good, mm-hmm. right? 
So I want to honor that and then understand that that is definitely coming into play here. So oftentimes, mother-in-laws, no matter you know what culture you come from, usually mean good, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we've we've talked, you've talked about, and mm-hmm. uh, when when you had some conflict with my mom, that you had to reframe. I ain't never had conflict with your mama. No, She's that always you had it with me. that you had um, you uh, put yourself in a different perspective of. Mm-hmm. Oh wait a minute, I'm a woman taking this woman's you know son, son. away kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, and you. I, that's I how think it feels. That, that's how it feels. And I think after you, we had kids, you're like, oh my goodness, Mariner, my baby that I held when he was zero days old. You know, kind of thing, and for tough, and then of course for Hattie, for me, um, that uh, puts it in a different perspective mm-hmm. for you. So I want to kind of normalize that and go, okay, you're, this mother-in-law is probably very well intentioned, mm-hmm. and especially when it comes to religion, in her view, it is like her sons and her daughter-in-law's literal, eternal soul right. forever. Right. This is the most big thing I've ever experienced right. in my life. Right. So I just want to kind of give her grace there, you know. But then when I read the headline of, of this this morning, I didn't know that it was uh, from uh, Brazilian or uh, uh, Latin Latin American culture. But I want to read a, a thing that, Jenny, if you're still on, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's called the concept of the schizophrenic phrygenic mother, right? And this is really interesting. So I'm going to read this and just think of this question as I as I read this, right? So... And this is um, from one of my grad school books. It's all dog-eared. And this was based out of research mainly in the 1940s and the 1950s when they had a lot of theories going around around um, schizophrenia and what the psychiatrist, psychologist observed uh, through family of origin. Jeez, oh, I'm no, spilling all my pages. Just fell out. Okay. The chief cause of childhood psychological problems, according to David Levy, 1943, was maternal, motherly, overprotectiveness. Mothers who had themselves... Mothers who had themselves been deprived of love while growing up became overprotective of their children. Some were domineering, others overindulgent. Children of domineering mothers were submissive at home but had difficulty making friends, uh, uh, and children with indulgent mothers were disobedient at home but well-behaved at school. During this period, Frieda from Reichmann... 1948, coined one of the most damning terms in the history of psychiatry, the schizophrenic mother. These domineering, aggressive, and rejecting women, especially when they were married to passive men, were thought to provide the pathologic parenting that produces schizophrenia. Whoa. So... I didn't that, know that's what it was. Right. And when I read that years ago, I was like, oh, man, I've just always been completely... In fact, this is a side tangent, but my foray and introduction into the 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 great and wonderful powerful uh powerfulness of our mind was in a 10th grade psychology class i was the only non-redneck in there who didn't go oh it's an easy a man but i was like (laughs) the mind and i first learned about multiple personalities now now called disassociative identity disorder and i just it i was hooked i said to myself I says to myself, I, says, I knew you say that. <laughs> the mind is so powerful that it can create and control and make up things to protect itself from itself. How can an organism protect itself from itself? Right. And that's what the mind does. And right. it's, it's just, crazy. And that's that's the literal the instant. Her name was Miss Falk, and um. That's it's her the, fault you became a therapist. It is, and that's the instant that I became a, a psychotherapist. So anyway, the, this idea, although it is damning, does have 
some uh, um, merit. A, a, a merit and kind of empirical data around it. And I'm not saying that, you know, people have schizophrenia or anything. And of course, the research talks about now it's more of an organic biological thing. But I still strongly believe, and I've dealt with hundreds of people with all kinds of schizophrenia who didn't know who they were, who thought they were, you know, and I've been attacked by people with schizophrenia. I've been there. Yeah. And so I know a lot about it, and I'm not saying that this case is that, but I am saying that, okay, what do we always say on the show? The two, the, the marital dyad, the husband and wife, have to, have to, have to be on the same page in order to, uh, I don't want to say push back or fight, because that's really strong language. Sometimes we do have to do that, um, but we have to be on the same page to create those strong boundaries, right? If I have an idea of a boundary of like, oh, I'm going to deal with my mom this way, and you say, oh, I'm going to deal with it this way, we're not on the same page, and then that's going to be an incongruent response. Mm-hmm. And, and it might even, uh, well, probably usually makes the matters worse right. and only confuses the other person, so right? So bef- before we get to boundaries, I want to say mm-hmm. the, the step ahead of boundaries, and this is where I think most people get it wrong. And again, like we, Seth's mom had lots of issues with me. Seth's mother is wonderful, lovely lady. She's very religious as well. And when we were dating, she started right off the bat letting me know all the things she didn't like about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I think it's just my family of origin. The home I was raised in is very non-confrontational. You accept everybody. Like, it doesn't matter who you are, if you're poor, if you're strung out, it doesn't matter. Passive wieners. You what? I don't know what just <laughs> happened. But you, we, so anyway. I'm just kidding. So Seth's um, mother did not like me when we first were dating and married and engaged and all that. She really didn't like me. But one of the things that I think it was honestly like a divine family of origin, grace of God mix combo there, a martini of that, that, um, I don't know, it's made up a word, uh, where I never let his mother know that I thought she was wrong. I knew that wouldn't help. I never told her my perspective because I didn't think it would help. I never told her like any of the things that were going on in my mind. I just treated her with respect. And and literally the first time she called me when we got engaged. Can you stop reading the comments? She called me when we got engaged. I was living alone in Olympia. And she let me know all the things that are bad about me. Why I'm selfish. I have tattoos. I'm going to hell. All this stuff. And I literally had this moment of clarity where I'm like, well... You know, Seth chose me. I didn't choose him. I didn't like seek. I didn't drive to South Carolina and like and get him from there. He came here. He chose me. Mm -hmm. This is what he wants. And if you can love him like a son, I will vow to love him like a wife. Mm. And we can have our roles and they can be different. Mm -hmm. But I never once said to her like, you're so dumb for telling me what you Mm -hmm. think. And Mm -hmm. this is what everybody who has mother-in-law conflict gets wrong, I think. And yes, there are mother-in-laws who are mm-hmm. like out there to try to hurt you. N- most of them aren't. A lot of them are just very confused mm-hmm. and don't know what to do. So in this situation, I would say specifically for this wife who is having a mother-in-law who's coming after her for all of these different things, you have to be able to compartmentalize, right? This is the fear and the need behind her statement about faith and church. Mm-hmm. I, I know this because this is what my mother-in-law does. Mm-hmm. If you aren't following what her brain thinks of as being faithful, uh, religious, spiritual good or whatever, you're going to hell. That means you, the wife, has set your son, her Mm -hmm. son, on a path where she can now not spend eternity with him. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, Mm. that's terrible, right? Yeah, it's a little wild and maybe not 
totally accurate. But in the mother-in-law's mind, you are a part of helping her Mm -hmm. get her son into heaven where she can be Mm -hmm. with him forever. So how about this? Even if... uh, And, well... Well, hold on. Pe- hold, hold on. No, this is really important. So it's um, more important than what I was saying. I wanted. To- yeah, basically. So uh, even even if the mother, <clears throat> the mother-in-law thinks that completely. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to see them in in heaven. Right. They're going to hell. All this stuff. There, which is fine. You can believe that. But there is an absolute better way to address it and a, a really terrible way to address right. it. And, Do you understand what yeah, I'm saying? And we're going to acknowledge mm-hmm. that the mother-in-law is not doing a healthy, helpful thing. Right. So that's what that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about heaven or hell or right. whatever. Right. No, none of that. We're, we're talking about, okay, like um, with when, when you were talking about the example with my mom and mm-hmm. that, you didn't mirror what she was right. putting yes, out. Yes, I did right? not. You... Uh, you Kind of well, not kind of. You calmly and in a in a really I a, probably a, a divine intervention, right? Uh, because you weren't very differentiated uh-uh. at the time. You uh-uh. were probably the worst at the time, but <laughs> but you were able to see it differently, right? right? And I think I well, I don't think that made a huge mm-hmm. difference and in that. I was so able- it's about how we talk, and it's about are we escalating the situation right. or are we? literally slowing down right. thinking with our prefrontal cortex instead of our lizard brain and right. thinking it through rationally. So two things I want to say. One is no three things. First thing is mm. you interrupted me. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but we have to see when, when mm. Seth's mom called me, I saw the fear behind her comments. Mm. I was not worried about if she thought I was a, a horrible prostitute with tattoos everywhere and a shaved head. I did have a shaved head, whatever. And you were a prostitute. No, I was not. Um, <laughs> but I think there was a part of her. I mean, I don't think I know that she, and it's not that prostitutes are bad people. I don't want that to be what people took away from that comment. Um, but she was afraid, very rightfully so, that I was a bad influence on Seth. I was covered mm-hmm. in tattoos, shaved head from Seattle. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, she was worried that he would move out here and stay out here. Mm-hmm. Which he did, right? Right. It, so there's a fear of loss, a of huge not, fear of, of loss, of, of, of a fear of the unknown. So there's fear. anxiety in that. Also, her expectation was, I have raised a good Southern boy. He rides horses. He wrestles. He builds furniture. He's going to marry Katie. <laughs> I hope you're not watching Katie. He's going to marry a, a girl names. who lives down. Catherine. <laughs> That's her real Katrina. name. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. So uh, he's going to marry someone who lives down the street. Uh-huh. He's going to marry someone who lives on Gap Creek Road or Wade Hampton's Boulevard. Uh, and yes. so he's not going to do something weird. He's going to follow. He's going to mm-hmm. live up to my expectations as a mm. mom. And so that was what I was hearing behind her comments to me. Now, again, I honestly think it was divine that I did not let her have it. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. I like was like, oh, well, here's my wisdom. Here said you gave it all to me for the... No, I didn't. We gave it each other. Uh, but so that was mm-hmm. the one thing I want to say is that, or the first thing I want to say was that you have to look at what the cause of the fear, pain, hurt, confusion, mm-hmm. uh, like expectation that mm-hmm. didn't happen behind what's going on. Right. The second thing is do not reflect back to that person, their fear, anger, whatever. Mm-hmm. Reflect a peaceful aura back to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a hippie. Go be fine with that. Mm-hmm. But here's a perfect example. We have a little dog that lives on our street. It is a like French pit bull or what is it? A French 
Bulldog. Right. It's this little dinkus dog. And Seth would walk down the driveway for the first few months. I never saw it. Seth would walk down the driveway. He's like, yeah, that stupid dog like tries to bite me. It, co- it literally would try to bite him. Like it would come out of its grassy dwelling I think place. It bit my shoe. And it would like bark and bark and bark and go crazy. And it would bite him and it would freak out. And the kids, and he'd like kick at it. And for a while, I, when I first started seeing the dog, it would do the same thing to me. And I'd be like, get out of here, you stupid dog. Right. And I'd fling stuff at it. And it would get, it would literally mm-hmm. get more and more angry every time. And then I had this weird moment of like, what would happen mm. if I tried to pet that dog? Mm. What if I would, what would happen if I treated that dog like it was mine? And I then started to say nice things to the dog when it barks at me. And guess what? The dog has never done anymore. Mm. It never even comes into the driveway. It comes to the grass. It starts barking at me like it hates me. And I go, oh, what a good sweet puppy. <laughs> and I, we want a pet. And I bend down and I pat my knee. And I've got Doug there. Douglas is always with me when we're walking. And this dog, it stops. And right. it just stops and looks at us. It literally barks, hears me talk to it, and sits and watches it us. It barked at me last night when we took the trash down, and uh, I think I was mean to it. I didn't kick it, but I was... But he... Uh, Did he come he, into the driveway? Away. No, not really. Um, so, so, so that is a very clear indication that when we mirror back to someone their own projected fear, they will be more likely to continue perpetuating it. Mm-hmm. So in this particular situation, you have to n- figure out a way to... Let the mother-in-law know, I feel your fear. Mm-hmm. I sense your pain. This is very hard because culturally that's not, mm-hmm. she doesn't want that. She doesn't mm-hmm. even want it. But that's the thing is you got to, what's behind the behavior? There are a thousand comments. We need to look at them. Mm-hmm. So Valley says, I listen at work. Awesome. Uh, sometimes I get pulled away. I use <gasps> Get Faithful Counseling. Yes. And high five. Yes. High five. We didn't pay Parker or Valley uh, Parker to say anything about that, right? And I was going to talk about if you find yourself in these types of situations where there's mother-in-law issues, mm-hmm. there's like, oh, this is causing contention between me and my right. wife or me and my husband, and you need to get a counselor, right. we partnered with GetFaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage so you can do teletherapy with a licensed counselor, just like me. I'm a licensed counselor, and you can literally handpick. Are you Christian? Are you not Christian? Are you whatever? Are you... Um, are you struggling with... Addiction. Anxiety, depression, mother-in-law issues, right? differentiation, all family origin issues. You can literally type in all this stuff and it shoots out therapists that will, uh, that therapists that have that as their specialties, have years of experience with that mm-hmm. and know about it so they can help you. Right. So go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage and it's teletherapy, you guys. It's phone right. stuff. You ain't going like to get this. no COVID. No, you're not going to get COVID, right? It's not transmittable through the phones. <laughs> you are going to have text access. You're going to have email access. You're going to have HIPAA compliant uh, platforms to talk about your stuff, and it's going to be totally confidential. Mm-hmm. So getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Go check it out. It's cheaper than traditional therapy. It's way more convenient. You don't have to drive. You can sit mm-hmm. in your underwear or your J's. And talk to a counselor, right? Yes, do Just it. Make sure that the screen is from you know here up. And, and here's the thing good. too: like if you're this mother-in-law situation is a perfect example of this. You as the wife just need to vent. You need to tell someone who will listen, guide you, mm. who's on your side, who who cares for your marriage also known as a therapist, you need to tell somebody about these things and get them out of you, right? So I was listening to a book yesterday and it talked about one of the uh, positive things about therapy is it is the ability to vent to another human right. who you don't have in the back of your mind oh, yeah. 
Are they going to tell feel somebody? Like, are yeah. they going to tell somebody? Are they going to cry? Are right. they going to be able to handle this? Because mm-hmm. oftentimes, I'm not going to share something with you know, my mom or something mm-hmm. or, you know, somebody else because I'm like, oh, I don't want them to worry about it. I don't it. want to I'm burden gonna, them with that. I'm not right. going to burden them with that. Mm-hmm. But right. But a therapist, you can literally and I and I am a therapist. So I've been like dumped on in this way eight million times. And it's like, OK, I don't take that on. Sometimes right. if it's super heavy, I have to do some self-care stuff like, OK, put that out of my mind. Mm-hmm. But when you go to get dot com forward slash anatomy of marriage, you're going to be able to talk to somebody that does not know you, but cares about you. Yeah. Right, they know and what that you will need. not take on your burdens or all this stuff. So when you said sometimes you need to vent, that is exactly mm-hmm. the thing to do at getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. And venting appropriately is what matters. Like right. the pressure cooker, if you take the lid off, you gonna mm-hmm. die. Mm-hmm. But if you just open that little vent, happy marriage works. said after says if uh, what happened, I tried to pet that dog, it would bite my arm off. Yeah, <laughs> I've been bitten by a couple of res dogs, and it is not fun. True points. What's behind the behavior? There's always a fear behind that kind of acting out. That's mm-hmm. right. And sometimes it's not safe to vent your, to your spouse about their family. A counselor is your best bet. Yes. Absolutely. And venting to your spouse will just trigger them because it's sometimes their Sometimes it does. Family of origin. I'm really glad you didn't keep talking. Uh, it's their family of origin. You are going to vent what is your frustration mm-hmm. And it's going to, all of that is going to feel like an attack. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to understand that therapy is like helpful venting Mm -hmm. with guidance, if that makes sense. That's right. And talking about therapy and stuff like that, we recently opened up uh, some coaching spots, right? And uh, if you are interested in coaching with me and Melanie or individually, then email us at coaching at anatomyofmarriage.com and we'll talk about the difference Mm -hmm. between coaching and the difference between therapy. Uh, We did coaching last year and it kicked our butt, Mm -hmm. right? And we've also done therapy before Mm -hmm. and I would say that coaching was much more of a... It cuts to the quick, y'all. It cuts to the quick. Let's get down in there, talk about real stuff and when I'm accountable to someone, Mm -hmm. with our coach was accountable for 90 days, Mm -hmm. like... Hey, dude, what's up? What are you doing today? Why haven't what's you going on? done the thing? Yeah. Oh, oh, crap. I didn't want to get that call, mm-hmm. right? It's embarrassing. It's deflating. It's not... Only when you don't do the work. And that's exactly right. And that outside accountability is really, really important. So if you are interested, email me or Melanie at coaching at anatomyofmarriage.com. You get a free consultation call to see if coaching is the right fit for you and to see if we think it's the right fit for us, right? right? Sometimes it's not. And we'll figure that out together. <laughs> uh, so, and I yeah. want to say too, in coaching, it's like a whole, it's like biopsychosocial spiritual. It's not just, we don't just talk about marriage. It's like life stuff. It's everything from like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's how you make your daily calendar, what mm-hmm. you eat, what you do every day. What are your patterns? What are mm-hmm. your habits? What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. What do you, do you want to work out? What do you want to do? Like mm-hmm. it's everything. Right. So it's really awesome. And it did change our uh-huh. coaching, changed our lives. And mm-hmm. so if you want it, go to coaching at anatomymarriage.com, send us an is an email. That's right. And it is an investment. So that's right. think about it. That's right. That's so right. hold on. There's something going on in this uh, Instagram thing that I w- really want to point out. So what? something really cool. So somebody says, hey, baby, at James 8202, I appreciate <laughs> you keep us uh, keeping us on track. I see you. So <laughs> apparently both of these people are watching the feed right now. 
and maybe they didn't know it, but they're interacting together, and that is awesome. Hopefully, they're married. Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, to each other, are, right? <laughs> to each other. So, whatever you guys are doing, we see you, and we see that you are doing the work, and, that's and awesome. that makes me excited, right? Unless you're so. doing something bad, we also see you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, so that's awesome. Uh, Roe McKenzie says, "OMG, OMG, OMG." <laughs> Okay, so now, mm-hmm. uh, yes, please go uh, if you are. <laughs> it says that we are good. There you you're go. Married. All right. That's uh, what's so up. again, if you want coaching, check it out. There's a pay on on our website at anatomyofmarriage.com. You can mm-hmm. check out our coaching page, all of that jazz. But <laughs> it's amazing. We loved it. We are super excited to do it. Uh, but now we are going to transition into our conversation starters of the day, mm-hmm. which are from the Anatomy of Marriage app. If you guys haven't checked the app out, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Go get it on <laughs> the in the App Store in Google Play. It is super in-depth marital help. It's a couple couples counseling app that's mm-hmm. fast. It's fun. It's never boring. We made videos in it. We brought teachers in to be in it as well. There's Corey Allen from Sexy Marriage Radio. Mm-hmm. There's Dr. Matt Eschler. He's a therapist out in Utah who's awesome. There's us. There's uh, the other teachers I can't even think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have all sorts of things in the app. There's Battlestrip. You heard me. It's like Battleship, but you take your clothes off. There is a mindfulness and meditation. You yeah, you don't fight. It's you not, play. It's anti-hate. Uh, naked battleship. Um, okay. So there's battleship. There's conversation starters. Hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. The clearing structure. All these things. If you haven't checked it out, you don't even know. All right. So let's get to the questions, girl. Stop it. Uh, our conversation starter of the day is in the Our Story section. Hmm. I think I might have asked you this again or once, but I'll ask you again. All right. Are you an optimist, pessimist, or realist? I am an optimist. To a fault. That's exactly right. I am a realist. <laughs> and <laughs> it's frustrating to be married to an optimist to a fault. I have hope for you. Oh, gosh. Oh, geez. Uh, tell me, I'm going to say one thing that you remember the most from our first date. Our first date? Yeah. Where was our first date? Well, it depends on which one you consider our first date. Well, we went I, to sushi I think in the, Portland. So, so the, the first date is when we talked about it before. I think you've asked that before. But it's when we literally went to uh, Goodwill and then sat on a log and talked about marriage on our literal first date. We weren't even, <laughs> I guess that wasn't even dating. But right, we weren't technically there was some in vibes. a There were yeah. some vibes going on. Uh, you touched my hand. I remember being like, I remember driving to Goodwill with you in Speedy, your mm-hmm. Honda Civic hatchback, mm-hmm. and was like, what is this? Were you nervous? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Because you, I, I mean, you were my favorite person to work with. Mm. I never, ever considered dating. I just didn't even think about it. Right. Because I, I was in a relationship, like the day I broke up, I said, I'm, I'm sad. I want to go somewhere. Anyone want to go to Goodwill? And you're like, I'll take you. <laughs> and then we drove to Goodwill together That's and then funny. to a log and talked about getting married. Universe brought us together. That's right. Mm. Air 5, universe juice. Air 5. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, uh, I said yesterday and I'll say it every day, your AOM app is incredibly well done. It is what every marriage app is trying to be. Thank that you. That is awesome. Thank you. Melanie and our partner Dan worked absolutely crazy bonkers. Mm-hmm. So, thank you. That means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, people don't haven't rated and reviewed it much, and it's kind of <laughs> hurtful to my heart. Uh, but anyway, so right. we want you to do all of the conversation starters, do your prayers, do mm-hmm. your intentions, do your gratitudes. This is an easy, fast way to improve your relationship with your kids, your everybody, mm-hmm. all relationships that you are in. Mm-hmm. So do those things. Learn more about it at anatomyofmarriage.com. If mm-hmm. you've got a question for this show, send it in to hello at anatomyofmarriage.com or click the little tab thing on our app that's right and also we talked about coaching so 
If you have any questions, email us at coaching at anatomyofmarriage.com. And also remember to go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. You guys are doing it. It's helping you and it's awesome. That's why we're here. Right. We love you guys. We oh, will wait. see you tomorrow. We're doing an AOM I just wrapped up chat. the show. No, no, no. We want to drop little hints here. We are do- test piloting our anatomy of marriage challenge, mm-hmm. our 30-day AOM marriage challenge. AOM 30. And we are really excited about it, but we have to make sure it works and do it right first. Mm. And I think it does. The end. The end. All right. We'll (laughs) let you know. So love you guys. We will catch you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.